You're listening to So You Want to Be a Writer, the podcast that is all about the world of writing and publishing. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm your co-host and CEO of the Australian Writers' Centre, where you'll find writing courses and a wonderfully supportive writing community. I usually co-host this podcast every week with Alison Tate. Regular listeners will know that, also known as A.L. Tate. Her latest book is The Firestar, a Maven and Reeve mystery. I'm flying solo in this in-between episode as I bring this story session to you. You, Just you, just me, and our guest author of the week. If you're new to us, these story sessions are where you'll hear the first chapter of a book that we recommend, usually read by the author themselves. Listening to the first chapter like this lets you sample something new while you're you know, mowing the lawn or walking the dog or going for a walk it by yourself. We all love to discover new authors, but sometimes it's not easy to flick through dozens of books in a bookshop or to doom scroll through Goodreads. So we've brought the bookshop straight to your ears and you don't even have to leave home. This week I've chosen Before You Knew My Name by Jacqueline Bublitz. Jacqueline has written an astonishing debut about an intriguing and original concept. This is not your usual murder mystery or dead girl novel. It's very powerful and readers have already been raving about how engrossing it is. It's the sort of book you want to devour in one sitting. Here's the blurb. When she arrived in New York on her 18th birthday carrying nothing but $600 cash and a stolen camera, Alice Lee was looking for a fresh start. Now, just one month later, she is the city's latest Jane Doe, an unidentified murder victim. Ruby Jones is also trying to start over. She travels halfway around the world only to find herself lonelier than ever until she finds Alice's body by the Hudson River. From this first devastating encounter, the two women form an unbreakable bond. Alice is sure that Ruby is the key to solving the mystery of her life and death, and Ruby, struggling to forget what she saw that morning, finds herself unable to let Alice go, not until she is given the ending she deserves. Before You Knew My Name doesn't ask who done it. Instead, this powerful, hopeful novel asks, who was she and what did she leave behind? The answers might surprise you. Before she reads from her novel, Jacqueline answered some of my probing questions about how the book came to be written and what advice she would give to other aspiring writers. So here is Jacqueline Bublitz reading from her novel, Before You Knew My Name. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Bublitz and I'm the author of Before You Knew My Name. Valerie has asked me to record answers to some questions before I narrate uh, the first chapter of Before You Knew My Name. So here goes. So first question is, what inspired me to write the story? Before You Knew My Name is about the connection that's formed between a young murder victim and the woman who finds her body. And the idea for the story came to me after there was another awful murder in Melbourne back in 2014. Um, and this one had happened in the Botanic Gardens, which was just down the road from where I was living at the time. And uh, a jogger running the tan found the young woman's body early the next morning. And I used to run the tan um, quite often. And for the first time, not only was I thinking about this this 
poor young woman um, who'd been murdered and, you know, going through the usual emotions around um, what that feels like um, to be unsafe in your own city and, uh, you know, to, to grieve for the loss of this um, bright young girl. Um, I could also identify with um, the jogger in that I couldn't stop thinking, you know, what if that had been me? What if I had been the one to discover um, her body in what was obviously very distressing circumstances? So I did a bit of research around um, people who had found um, bodies, so the joggers, the dog walkers, the fishermen who sort of generally just get one line in the news story around being the person who discovers the body um, You know, when you're reading about a, a high-profile crime um, in the news. And there wasn't a lot of information out there, but what I could find um, suggested what I had thought, which is that um, you know it would be an incredibly traumatic experience for that person who found the body. Um, and that, in some cases, you might find yourself, you know, really intimately connected to the victim, um, despite really, you know, being on the the, the periphery um, of this crime. You know, you are also the person who discovered it. Um, so I had this idea that was percolating, uh, and then I decided to pack my bags um, and use this idea is the perfect excuse to move to New York City for six months, which I'd always wanted to do. I had decided um, that New York City would be the perfect setting for the story. And so I went to New York um, with this idea and um, really everything came together from there. Uh, Can I describe my writing process? Well, if I had one, I would probably be the um, the uh, honest answer to that question. I am quite new to this. This is my first, well, before you knew my name, is my first published novel, my second completed manuscript. And I'm not somebody who writes in a linear fashion. Um, I don't tend to, to plot things out or have really kind of any continuity at all in the beginning. I start with an idea, a kind of what would that be like scenario. And, and, and often, as was the case with uh, Before You Knew My Name, I also have an ending in mind and really it's about how I'm going to get my characters there. So any process for me around writing tends to be um, more about what I'm doing when I'm not writing. What what am I doing to, you know, marinate these ideas, to get to know these characters, to, um, you know, figure out what I want to say or, or what they want to say um, through the story. And once I get to the editing stage, um, I'm a lot more regimented and I do, you know, have my um rituals and my google sheets and my post-it notes and and those kinds of things um but until i get to that stage it's really just about doing everything i can to to excavate the story and um get it down on the page next question is what was the most challenging aspect of writing this book so before you knew my name deals with the murder of a young woman in, in quite a 
you know, distressing way if, if there's any other way. Um, and the biggest challenge for me was not wanting to go there, not wanting to go deeper with some of the grim aspects of, of this crime um, or this or what happens to Alice Lee. She narrates the story and she's such, um, to me, such a compelling character. She was so fun to, to write uh, that sometimes I would forget that actually the whole premise of the story was this terrible thing happening to her. And I, I really struggled with um yeah, having to having to go there, having to write scenes that I, that I I just didn't want to, um, which might not make sense to anybody other than uh, a, you know a writer, um, and so I had to you know put some of my own hesitation aside. I have this real push pull relationship to 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 true crime and also to um, certainly to um, you know, learning the, the the more awful details of of, of real life crimes as they as they're sometimes um, you know insensitively reported. Um, I had to put some of that aside and dig deep and do some awful things to my characters, but um, then I would make get up to them by having some really nice things happen to them as well. Um, what was the most rewarding aspect of writing this book is is the um, next question. And I think that it was just a story that interested me the whole time. I felt like I was learning um, as my characters were learning. Um, as they were exploring New York, I was exploring New York with them. As Ruby, the character who finds the body, was, was learning more about... Um, and the procedural aspects of of criminal investigations and and what happens to um, Jane Doe's as Alice becomes a Jane Doe for a while. As she was learning more about that, I was learning um, with her or for her. Um, and so I just had I was really stimulating, I suppose is, is the way to say it. Um, I never got bored of the story. Um, and then, the most obvious thing is, um, and many people will relate, it was actually figuring out like how it was all going to come together and that sort of aha moment, this is what I'm trying to say, this is what my characters are trying to say and this is how it's all going to work. And just remember feeling so excited um, when I realized, you know, what the story was actually going to be. Um, the next question, um, an important one, is what are your top three tips to aspiring writers? Well, I would say, and I'm going to borrow heavily from Anne Lamott, who wrote um, Bird by Bird, um, just one of the, I think, best books on, on writing out there, um, by saying, number one, take it, what Anne says, you know, bird by bird, Um there's a whole piece in the book and where you can go and read for yourself about, you know, what she means by what she really means by bird by bird. But I, if I had to sum it up, it's just take it piece by piece moment by moment. Um, there's a tendency um, in the writing of a story to imagine it, you know, it in its entirety um, where I had to let go of that um, and just, 
you know, write a scene and then another one and then another one and then eventually it all, all comes together and you actually have this um, finished product which won't be finished because you'll you'll go back and you'll you'll make it you know you'll connect more dots and it'll make more and more sense each time but yeah just take it bit by bit moment by moment don't worry about the finished product until you have a finished product to worry about um number two would be to let go of your idea of you know writing the perfect novel just let go of your idea of uh, perfection in you know in in general um most of us are as writers are voracious readers and we have our favorite authors and we have we pe- we have the people we aspire to be like and um, that can really get in your way when you're you know writing these first you know few drafts which probably don't make much sense at all um, and so I had to tell myself and I learned um, from advice given to me that I needed to let it be bad at the beginning and it didn't need to make sense um, for anyone except myself really um, what the story um, was about or was going to be so let it be bad get out of your own way don't edit yourself off the page um, because there's plenty of time to polish you know that rough diamonds um, once you've actually got something to hold on to um, and then the last um, piece of advice is the most obvious one I guess which is just just write just get words down on the page and don't be too hard on yourself if you wanted to write 5,000 words and you only got 500 out because 500 is still more words than you had when you started that day um, and it's all coming back to that first piece of advice around taking it bread red bread it's all going to come together eventually I mean it's all going to make sense to you in a way that perhaps you didn't even realize so just write um back yourself as well um because you really don't know where this journey is going to take you and, and um part of the fun is you know going along for the ride and now I'm going to narrate a section of the um, first chapter of Before You Knew My Name. It's the first time I've done this, um, reading from a real book. I only got this in my hot hands recently. Just a little bit of an introduction to Alice Lee and Before You Knew My Name. You will already have an idea of me. There are enough of us dead girls out there. From a distance, so many of our stories look the same. That's bound to happen when someone on the outside tells the story, speaks as if they knew us. They pick over our remains, craft craft characters from our ashes, and this is what the living get left with, someone else's impression of who we used to be. If I tell you my story, if I let you know what happened to me, maybe you'll see who I was, who I am, Maybe you'll like the truth of me better. And maybe you'll wish this for every dead girl from now on. The chance to speak for herself. To be known for more than her ending. Wouldn't that be something after everything we've lost? Chapter one, with my dog barking outside. Chapter one. The first thing I understand about the city I will die in, it beats like a heart. My feet have barely hit the pavement. The bus that delivered me here has only just hissed away from the curb when I feel the pulse of New York, the hammering. There are people everywhere rushing to its rhythm and I stand open-mouthed in the middle of the widest street I've ever seen, smelling, tasting the world. 
the real world for the very first time. Though I am named for a girl who fell down a rabbit hole, I feel in this moment as if I have climbed up out of the darkness and left the distortion of my old life behind me. If you were to look back, you'd see all the four-way stop signs and the star-spangled flags of small-town America waving us goodbye. You'd catch a glimpse of untended roads littered with potholes and windowless convenience stores set down on otherwise empty lots. You'd see rusted ice freezers next to sliding glass doors and $9 bottles of liquor on dusty shelves. If you looked hard enough, you might even find my name traced in that filmy coating, there between the expired packets of potato chips and the fading jars of salsa. Alice Lee. I am here. She was there, and then she ran away to New York City, leaving all that dust behind her. The second thing I understand, I cannot fall back down that rabbit hole, not even if Mr. Jackson shows up at the bottom, his delicate fingers beckoning. I need to prove I can make it on my own, that I can survive just fine without him. I will not be like my mother, who forgave any man who said sorry. I have learned her own failed lesson, see? That when a man discovers where to hurt you, the way he touches you changes. He won't be able to stop himself from pressing hard against that spot, no matter how many times it makes you cry. I will never let a man make me cry, nor ever again. Reaching inside my travel bag, I swing it to the front of my hip bone. I run my fingers over the black vulcanite of the old Leica buried at the bottom of the canvas, feel for the grooves of the detachable lens as I walk. I don't know why I need this proof when I have been feeling the weight of the camera, the bump and knock against my thigh the whole journey here. It's not as if it could have suddenly disappeared from deep inside my bag, cocooned by my sweaters and socks and underwear. But I need to reassure myself that the Leica is safe and intact all the same. Because this is what I have left. This is what I brought with me. And it is a small triumph to know that Mr. Jackson will soon realize what I have taken from him. If he does not miss me, he will at least miss how he used to look at me through that lens. Everyone's lost something, Alice. Isn't that what he told me just the other day? Thank you. Wow, Jacqueline has packed so much into that short beginning and her writing style is really beautiful. This is going to be a massive hit. In fact, best-selling author Marianne Keyes said about it, The most wonderful book, unusual, beautiful, feminist, gripping, deserves to win prizes. I loved it so much. Wow, extraordinary praise from an acclaimed author for an extraordinary book. Before You Knew My Name by Jacqueline Bubletz is out now with Alan and Unwin. Another person who raved about this book was best-selling author Sarah Bailey, who called it addictive and utterly captivating. Sarah studied creative writing stage one at the Australian Writers' Centre before going on to publish her stunning debut, The Dark Lake, and she has since published several more thrillers. Here's her story. My name's Sarah Bailey. Um, I've got a debut novel through Alan and Unwin out at the moment. It's called The Dark Lake. It's a crime thriller. I was working in advertising at the time and I was working at a great company and had a really sort of good career but I just had this burning desire to write all the time. I'd heard really good things about the Australian Writer Centre's course. Um, the reviews were always really positive and people always sort of providing really good feedback on social media. So 
um, I just thought that was a really good place for me to start. I found Nicole Hayes, the tutor that I had in the course that I did through the Australian Writers' Centre, really inspiring. Um, really down-to-earth um, teaching style, but just a really great way of um, pulling together some of the writing skills that she's picked up over the years. She had such a passion for narrative and structure um, and being a published author, she had some, some really practical um, advice and knowledge to share as well. The process for me was just setting my own deadlines, which was something that was covered off in the Australian Writer Centre's course as well. Went, this is how many words I'd like to have by these different points along the year and then I um, just worked towards getting the words down and then I sort of um, approached agents and then the agents helped me approach publishers. In the end when Alan and Unwin decided to publish the novel and um, that was all confirmed, it was, it was amazing. It was just such an amazing um, experience to go through and I felt really fortunate um, but also really proud because it had obviously been you know, a really hard, um, hard sort of journey to get there. Through the course at the Australian Writers' Centre, I discovered that writing was something that was really, really important to me. And then of course, you know, through meeting the people and the tutor that I had, I also picked up a lot of really invaluable skills as well. I think it really just set me off on the right path. Um, and then since then, obviously, so much has happened in my world in terms of writing that I really do see it as the first step um, that, I, that I took along that path. It's amazing. I've, I feel very, very fortunate to be in the position where that's, that's my current life. So I think that was a, that was hugely important um, in terms of getting getting started. Definitely, anyone who's interested in writing and sort of taking a, a more serious step toward that as a career or even just a, a more specific hobby, I think the Australian Writer Centre's courses are really worthwhile. I think it's just it's always nice to be um, in an environment where people are passionate about what you're passionate about. Um, and I think that the, um, the skills and the information that you get from, from courses like that just, just help you sort of really focus. For me, the creative writing course was, was a great starting point. I think it just made me um, rediscover my love for writing at a basic level all over again. Um, so I think that I've definitely spoken to other friends and have suggested that they give it a shot. If you'd like to find out more, go to writerscentre.com.au slash creativewriting. Thanks for listening to Story Sessions of So You Want to Be a Writer. You'll find more details about the podcast and a wealth of writing resources and courses at writerscentre.com.au. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre. Do connect with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at writerscentreau and, of course, connect with us personally in our free podcast listener community on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Writer podcast community and request to join. Alice and I will be back to our regular programming in the next episode. Thanks for listening and I look forward to chatting to you again next time.